following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Allspa. Brock and his team form your retirement offensive line from Innovative Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Brock provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans perfectly executed. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Allspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, wherever you may be listening. This is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Elspaugh, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here with you every Saturday, bringing you great information about how you can help your own situation financially and get to the retirement that you've always thought of that was perfect for you. That's what we do here at Innovative Financial Solutions, and we do it every Saturday here, like I said and my co-host, Tony Shores, with us once again. Good morning, Tony. <laughs> Good morning, Brock Allspa. Great to be here with you, buddy. Um, I'm excited about today's show because we've got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on out there. I know some people are concerned uh, about where the economy is headed and what's going on with their finances. So uh, that'll be fun to jump into. But uh, I've just had a busy week. I'm trying to get stuff done outside a little more. And that's a good thing, getting out, um, working in the yard, things like that. How about you, Brock Allspa? What have you been doing? You know, um, sweating a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a heat spell down here. A little uh, humidity, 90, right? A little humidity, 95, 105 feels like. I mean, it's like August and uh, it's May, so... Yeah, but just Crazy. been sweating a lot, and and yeah, just like you said, doing the doing the deal. And you know, last week, Tony, we talked about market volatility and some things you can do when the market's volatile. Yep. And 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 I feel like that was a precursor to this week <laughs> because it has continued. <laughs> maybe yes. maybe we should maybe maybe it's because of us. Maybe we should select a topic here that is more you know positive about what's positive in the markets and the economy and what and maybe the market will can go back up then uh after we talk well about the it. vix so, you has know, gone up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the volatility that, index out right. there for folks i mean you know yeah maybe you yeah. could uh, in, <laughs> invest in the vix right yeah. yeah there you go or you know whatever so yeah anyway but, but listen i am excited about the show today too tony but before we get into it i, I want to tell people go to our website okay this is some great information if you're worried about you know how this market volatility is going to affect your long term or your financial picture, more specifically, your retirement income picture. Uh, that's what we do. And, and we can help you through this. Uh, give us a call. Go to the website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com. You can download past shows talking about specific topics. You can also order my book. It's called The Last Paycheck. Okay. I don't know a more appropriate time to make sure that everything you have is doing what it's supposed to do. And that, and that book, The Last Paycheck, that's what it's all about is, is teaching you and having a discussion about how do we continue to have these paychecks coming in after we're done working. 
that's what we can do for you. So order the book. It's the last paycheck. And uh, all the proceeds go to local programs to help uh, you know, with financial literacy and, and uh, understanding how finances can improve your life and not be a drag on your life. Sure. Um, well, and so Brock, yeah. I, I just want to jump in. I want to jump in and encourage yeah. people out there, sure. especially, you know, if you're a, a business owner or you have uh, money in the market and you're concerned uh, because of uh, market volatility, uh, you know, coupled with inflation, coupled with interest rates, uh, get a copy of the book. Uh, and I think one way to get a cop complimentary copy and set up a complimentary consultation is to just give you a call and set that consultation up, at least get a second opinion on where you're at. Uh, so you can sleep well at night. Don't have to worry about those finances. What's that phone number again? Yeah. Give us a call here at Innovative Financial Solutions, 573-332-7855 to get started today. All right. And, you know, we talked a bit about um, market volatility last week. Uh, but now the Fed has raised the interest rates again. Uh, inflation didn't go down like they said it would, at least as much. It's at 8.3%. And so the news that inflation didn't go down as much as they thought it would and that the Fed raised the interest rates, uh, we saw the markets dip yet again. So it's all hand in hand. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about that interest rate increase. So when the Fed raises the interest rate, it affects certain things. It affects uh, people's investments, it affects bonds, right? And it, yeah, it, affects, I mean, it affects the housing so, market. And Absolutely. Absolutely. So so the way it affects the housing market, Tony, is that obviously as they increase rates, the federal funds rate, which is the rate that the banks borrow money from the federal government from, um, as that continues to happen, which they've said they will continue to do the rest of this year at least, um, you know, different increments, 25 basis points, 50 basis points. This last one was 50. Um, and so... Um, as that happens, obviously the cost of borrowing money goes up. And so uh, if you increase rates, it's less likely that you'll have as many home starts. In other words, people won't you know, start building a home. Um, you know, They may not even buy a home at, at the same level they were going to because of the interest rate being higher, thus making their monthly payment higher. Wow. Um, so yeah. That's a good absolutely. point. In fact, that ties yeah. into... Uh, and, and another factor that's going to uh, really exacerbate that situation, if I can use a 25-cent word here, you don't mind, do you? Exacerbate? <laughs> oh, it's fine. What are you, are you looking it up right now in the diction? Uh, I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, but no, it's going to make that situation worse is that um, with inflation, you talked about building a home. Um, not only are higher mm -hmm. interest rates going to make people stop from Hey, building or adding on to their house, but the inflation, what it's done to building materials and costs, uh, that also will keep people from buying a new home probably or building a new home. Right. Well, you know, prior to, you know, so, so let's, let's just set the stage here. Um, I, you know, Tony, we moved, you know, this back in October of 2021. Yep. Okay. So six, eight months ago, something Not like that. Not that long ago, you moved into a new home, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, and our rate on our home loan was 3% for 30 years. Okay. Pretty good. Um, it, if there was a substantial discount, I would have done 15, uh, but there was not. 
And so I wanted the flexibility. I mean, we can always pay more, but I wanted the flexibility of a 30-year mortgage. So that's what we did. And now today, here we are in May of 2022, and now we're looking at five, five and a half percent. Yeah. So Tony, almost double just in six months of what the interest rate is on the home loan. Now, so so let me go back to your question. You said, okay, well, yeah, but inflation too is also causing you know people not to build, and and prior to these interest rates, uh, getting so much higher on mortgages. Okay, there's not a direct correlation, by the way. Right. I mean, when they do increase rates, like they just increased the rate from you know for fifty basis points. So now you're looking anywhere from fifty basis points to one percent, which is what the federal funds rate is. And 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 yet, you know, okay, so that it caused mortgage rates to go from three to five and a half. That doesn't make any sense. What else doesn't make sense? Well, the bond market, right? The bond market going from, you know, hey, I'm investing in bonds to keep my portfolio stable. Sure. And we increase rates. And guess what? Now my bond portfolio is down ten percent this year. Mm. That doesn't make sense either, Tony. No. So the so so it's a lot of this is an overreaction yes. to what is happening with what the Fed is doing and what is happening with inflation. And when you overreact, it makes things worse. I mean, it's yeah. it's no different than your marriage. If you overreact, it's going to get worse. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Is she listening right now? It, yeah. No, I hope not. We need to but, bring but, Danielle but, in here. <laughs> but that's the point is there's been a lot of overreaction here. Folks, we need to calm down. I understand that inflation is high. 8.3 is, is you know, that was basically the increase in April from the April prior, right, in 2021. Right, right. And so I get that. But the point is, this too shall pass. Yes. We need to remain calm, and we need to stick with whatever plans you have made, okay? Now, I'm going to go back to your question, Tony. I told you I would, and I never did, but I'm going to now. <laughs> When 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 you're building a home, when it, the rates were three percent, even with the higher inflation and lumber prices at, uh, I think at the time were about twelve hundred dollars for a thousand square foot board. Mm-hmm. Okay, twelve hundred dollars. You know, uh, the, the normal before all of this high inflation started was about three hundred. Right, so that's four times the amount of what it was prior to inflation getting out of hand about 18 months, two years ago. Um, so people were still building, though. That's you know, true. And it was they like, were. Wow. You, you are right. That is true. That is true. I, mean, you, I guess that's yeah. a good point. And think about this. Okay, uh, I don't know about uh, uh, up in your area, Tony, but, but down here, um, you can't get a pool installed, okay? No. Nope. Because th- there's such a long wait. You're two years out. You know, you can put a deposit down, but you're not getting that pool for two years. Isn't that crazy? Um, it's crazy. People are still spending money. One of the reasons why, Tony, is because we've seen wage inflation go up as well. Yeah. So people are making more money. They're getting raises to offset some of this higher cost of goods and services. Now, the real question becomes, Tony, is when does this, when does it cut off? Okay. All right, we're raising is, is wages. Is it a to, bubble for, that's going to burst is the question. Exactly. That's right. the question, right? And I don't think it's necessarily a bubble, Tony. I think what we're going to see is 
is that you're going to get to a point where we can't, people just won't buy houses. They won't build houses. They won't, you know, buy certain things that have been more affected by inflation than others. Sure. So it will slow down, Mm -hmm. no doubt. It will slow down. But we've had such a booming economy in the last few years that even a slowdown is okay. Historical numbers, Mm -hmm. it will keep up with. It's just that we've had such rapid growth and we've had such uh, a booming economy in the last couple of years that that uh, you know it's it's people are kind of oh oh well we're not you know selling at ten times what we were before COVID so oh gosh we're gonna freak out no okay let's it's just getting back to normal is what yeah. it is yeah you know and and I don't mean to to shun off and say that inflation is not a big deal and rates aren't increasing and. And that's not a big deal because they are big deals. Okay, it's affecting everyone. I get it. It you know the markets are definitely reacting to it, and so your four hundred one k bounces are down. There are some problems. There are some challenges, but I'm here to tell you we still have a strong economy. People are still buying products. Oh yeah, businesses yeah. are still having close to record years. Okay, some of the things are slowing down, no doubt about it. But companies are still making money. This is earnings season right now. We're, 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 you know, we're learning about earnings for the first quarter for a lot of these companies. And it's been, for the most part, pretty positive, Tony, as far as earnings are concerned. Yeah. Why is that important? Because that should increase stock prices. It's just it's not right now because of these things that we're talking about. Why is inflation high? Well, supply chain issues, right? Um, now, now I will disagree with our current president to say that, you know, oh, well, Vladimir Putin attacked, uh, you know, Ukraine. And so that's why inflation is high. China shut down. That's why inflation is high. Well, it's part that is true, but that's not the only reasons why inflation are high. Right. You know, we have there energy are a lot of reasons. And, yeah, there's lots of reasons. And, and, you know, of course, there's some things they could do to help out that they're just not willing to do. Uh, you know, with obviously energy would be one. Yeah, uh, and I'm not here to say, yeah, I'm not here to say, you know, that's what they should do or get political here. But, but there are some definitely some tools that they have at their disposal that they just haven't been, you know, willing to negotiate and, and put into place for us to, to bring down some of these prices. But another subject for another time, yeah. right, Tony? <laughs> well, I mean, it plays into it. It's a part of it. Gas prices and what we could do about inflating gas prices as a country. Um, you know, and you, you, I read a story the other day about, you know, there's not enough baby formula like stores uh, across the country. It's like a big one in America, in our country, that is outrageous that we, I don't know why it's happening. I don't know about the excuses they, you know, they talk about, um, uh, you talk about, um, you know, a shortage of uh, workers uh, to do the jobs. You talk about supply chain. Right. But in America, that should never happen. There should never be not enough baby formula to feed the children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's so, that's it. So that is, that's that's yeah. crazy. And so mm-hmm. something should be done about that. And I, and I agree. I don't think our government is handling it, especially like you said, gas. There are things that they could do. Uh, to be more energy self-sufficient and open up, you know, more gas reserves or pipelines, things like that. Uh, And we don't want to get political, but, um, it is, it is a a true problem and it is interesting to see, are there solutions that could be uh, being done? I agree with you there. 
So uh, basically, uh, you know, when you talk about rising interest rates and high inflation, uh, people who are near or in retirement start to panic, right? And I know that's what you help your clients deal with. And, and if I know your clients have a plan in place for retirement for their money, and so uh, they can sleep well at night uh, because it's actively managed uh, and uh, you don't, you know, they don't need to panic when the, yeah. these things happen because these are adjustments yeah. that you, uh, you, we foresaw would ha- eventually happen because like you said, housing prices were overinflated. And so there are yeah, going so, to so, be adjustments. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, so, so here's the, the, the fundamentals of, of dealing with um, the market going down. A, number one, this is going to happen. What has happened in the last two years um, it was a little bit outrageous, right? In other words, Netflix going to seven or eight hundred dollars a share was ridiculous. <laughs> right. it going down at the same time, it going down to one hundred and fifty dollars a share is also ridiculous. And so my point is, is that you know the the markets going up so much after we had a pandemic that basically stopped our economy for a few months back in 20 um, and and then the market rebounding to where we have a positive return in that year on the stock market is a little crazy right uh, and then the following year 2021 which was last year it also had a really good year so my point is is that it's okay um, and, and, and these things are normal corrections are normal. Now we're getting into, you know, bear market territory here where, you know, the true definition of a bear market, Tony is 20% down from its all time high. And, and so, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we need to realize that the market going down is part of investing. There are risk involved. Um, but the real important thing for each person listening to this, for example, would be is to have a plan in place to deal with these uh, market downturns, right? So in other words, let's first, the first step would be is to look at our global allocation of assets. And the reason why I call it the global allocation, Tony, is because it's, it's, it's the overall 60,000 foot view of how you have your money invested. And, and, and because what we can do from there then is break down each of those sectors and talk about your allocation within your global allocation. That's why I refer to it as that. So the first thing is, is to make sure that you have assets set aside that will not be so subject to market uh, fluctuations that we've seen that will provide the income that you need. That's the first and foremost. My, the most important thing I can do for my clients is to make sure that the the plan we've set aside for them to say, you know, you're going to continue your income once you retire from your position and it's going to be at this level. And my job is to make sure that happens. Yeah. Well, we can't have all of your money invested in stocks and bonds and, and other things that, that you know, b- because we need assets to be stable, to provide that income whether it's an annuity, okay, whether that's uh, tools like the Buffett Index that we talked about last week, things that will not be so subject to market fluctuations. Now, there's still risk involved with those, those assets, but we want to reduce the amount of risk that is going to provide the income that you need. Yeah. 
Now, so that's the first thing. That's the very most important aspect to investing. We do not want to be aggressive because we say that, well, the market will always come back and always do well. Sure. Long term, yeah, that might be right. But if you're in a, a situation where you're retired, I'll take you back to 2000, 2001 and 2002. There was three years in a row where the market went down. If you retired in 2000 and you were taking withdrawals from a, you know, a portfolio that was mainly invested in stocks and maybe a little bit of bonds, mm-hmm. you got in trouble. Yep. And the reason why is because something we call sequence of returns, Tony. And sequence of returns is just a little, you know, a concept where you say, okay, the sequence as to when my returns happen in my portfolio really don't matter when I'm in the accumulation phase. Why? Because you're going to have a positive 30% and a negative 30% and, you know, so on and so on. You're going to average, let's just call it um, hypothetically 7 to, you know, 8%. And, and so the sequence as to when those returns happen doesn't really matter. The ball game changes, though, when you're in the distribution phase of your life. Because if you have your first year and there's a negative 30%, okay, and you take money out of that portfolio, those shares that you took out can't rebound. Because they, you took them out to live off of, which is why you saved the money in the first place, which is the right thing to do. But how you have that money allocated, not subject to those big market downturns, is very, very important. Okay, So sequence of returns is something you should be aware of if you're not. And there's things you can do to guard against when these negative returns happen. Mm-hmm. So back to 2000, negative you know, percentage, negative percentage in 2001, negative returns in 2000. Uh, two, so there's three years, the first three years of your retirement, you, it was going to cause you, if you're taking money out of that, could potentially have caused people to, to run out of money very quickly yeah. in retirement. Yeah. And you just don't want to do that. You've got to have a plan to set aside that if you're going to retire at this date, you've got to have some money in some very conservative assets that will supply that income for the first few years. That's a very basic concept of retirement income planning, Tony. Yeah. So, so it's um, not just about diversity within a portfolio to help deal with market volatility. It's a balance of where your money is at and having money come from other sources. I, I know that's a big part of it. And that can also it. help with inflation as well, because, uh, you know, you want to be able to hedge against inflation. So you want to have some growth, but yet you also want to have uh, some safety. There's a balancing Absolutely. act. It's a balancing act. And the average person just can't do this on their own or accomplish it. And you've been doing this every day for your clients for many years. And so, 20. yeah, yeah, for 20, over 20 years, over 20 years, you've been helping people retire. Uh, we're out of time for the show. Let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, get a copy of the book, uh, set up that consultation to get a second opinion. All right, folks, give us a call here at Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. We deal with these things all day, every day. 573-332-7855. All right, and that does it for today's episode of the Retirement Playbook with our host, Brock Allspot. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock Allspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.